Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome back to the Outdoor Drive Podcast. This is East Coast Michelle and Just Kim. Just Kim. Just Kim. All right. What do you guys think you're doing around here? <laughs> this is enough. <laughs> Just stop. Please stop. This is East Coast Trev and Steve. Just Steve? Just Steve. Why is it always just Steve? Because what you see is what you get. <laughs> That's right. All right. We're down here in uh in Virginia, the Virginia studio down here in the this is actually like God's heaven, the true mountains of <laughs> the Blue Ridge Mountains. <laughs> the Blue Ridge Mountains. So we're down here for the opener, and yeah, how's it going so far? Uh, it's great. It's a great time. It's just like I expected here in Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the struggle continues. I think at this point we could call it a curse. I guess we're gonna break the curse though. Oh, oh yeah, curse is getting broken tonight. Mixing it up, doing something different. That's right. So, as you guys had heard from the beginning was the wives. We're going to do something a little bit special. Why, Steven, why don't you tell them? This is, was your idea. This was your thing. So, why don't, we, why don't you tell us about this? <laughs> all right, I'm putting so, this all on you. So, that, no, that's fine. That's so, fine. you can get in trouble with uh, the girls. It's really easy because basically we're going to make the girls talk about putting up with us during deer season. The wives' perspective on deer season. And it's, and it's something a little bit different that nobody's ever done before. I mean, people have talked about what their wives say or think, you know, but we've never actually heard the wives. Right. So we're getting the first town point of view of this thing. And they also got to hunt for the first time together yesterday, just the two of them. Yeah. yeah. So so why don't we introduce them so everybody knows who they are. To my left is... Michelle. Which is my wife, if anybody doesn't know. And, <laughs> and to my right is Kim. Just Kim. Just, Just Kim. Kim. <laughs> I see they got this whole thing down. I'm a little afraid. <laughs> so why don't we uh why don't we start off? Why don't you guys tell us a little bit about how your hunting experience was yesterday with Michelle was your first time in the blind and Kim, uh you got to take her out on her first hunt. Well, it was a quiet night, very still night. I was super excited to have finally a female on my right hand, other than my husband, twenty four seven, or just Wait, you by mean myself. You don't like hunting with me. 
I love hunting with you, but it was nice to finally have a female <laughs> than all of the guys. I'm always used to like all these guys around and and no um, estrogen, so needed a little more of that. So I felt very honored. It was Michelle's first time to ever actually go out and experience sitting in the blind or experience hunting, I think, in general. Sitting in um, the blind. <laughs> sitting in the blinds. Yeah, sitting in the blind. <laughs> I honestly have to say, though, for going out for my first time, it was probably better than going with Trev over here, <laughs> who'd probably nitpick and... Called him out. This is, this is how this whole episode's going to go, my friend. <laughs> I don't know if you know that or not, but that's how this is going to whole go. Right, I've got an emergency blanket over here to throw between <laughs> you guys if it comes to blows. No, I just think it was a better experience, so I know what to expect. and No pressure. Right. No pressure. Because, I mean, Kim can tell you a husband will not put pressure on you when you're out learning how to hunt. That's mm. a bunch of BS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's something I don't believe. You say you're moving like too a, much. You, you don't say it breathe. Like it's a bad thing. <laughs> right. Then that, that is one thing he's always, you know, told me, you got to be still, you got to be quiet, which I know that, you know. Mm-hmm. But here he is. He's like over there, you know, kind of getting situated, maybe take his dip out and put in his lip. And <laughs> no, let's be I'm real. I'm like here. standing there, like, let's be real. <laughs> Who moves the most? The men? Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> because if he was still. His p- phone would be in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> not Facebooking, not Instagramming, not taking Wasting selfies the time, in the right? tree on Snapchat, <laughs> like, or probably even watching TikTok. <laughs> Just passing the time. Just passing right. the time. That's right. Yeah. That's this, not very still movement. This isn't about beat the shit out of Trevor. This is about <laughs> the woman's perspective. I think oh. we're getting the raw Shit. woman's perspective. We are. We I was are. Just this ex- is, yeah. Darn it. I was I just, just don't explaining how I thought it was better for me to do it with Kim I for my you. first time than you. So, so <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate that. So, Kim, what? It, so you've been haunting for a while. Like, what was what was it for your first experience going into the woods when <laughs> Stephen had got you involved? Time in, to get me beat up. Yeah. <laughs> So, like, um, how has it been for you? Like, how long have you been hunting? And, and kind of, like, what have you gone through when learning and, and getting into the woods? So, growing up, my family, we were not, I say woodsmen. Like, we weren't, we're not hunters. Um, I've done a few pheasant hunts like the guys had in the family growing up and whatnot. But to actually be out there full hand doing it all, um, it all started once getting married to Stephen. Um, his family has always done that. He's always been out in the woods hunting. Um, and I found that passion, (laughs) 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 found that passion through Steven. Um, but with him teaching me, he was a little tough at first. I mean, I think because he, he wants the best, he wants the best outcome and wants me to do things right. And, um, She's trying to look me in the eye with a yeah, straight face. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I am. No, it's good. I've never really had bad experience. Um, <laughs> as he's looking at me like bull BS. <laughs> no, she's never had a bad experience. <laughs> no, never. No, uh, I mean, there's a couple of times like he gets on me, you know, or something. But again, it's just all in. Like the buck on the ridge? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like the buck on the ridge. <laughs> that button dough. Is that yeah, what we're talking about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kim's first was a button dough. Yeah. Better watch out. They're out there. <laughs> Real live button doughs. <laughs> better watch out. 
<laughs> no, it was good. I've never really had a horrible experience. And like I said, he's always just done his best and trying to teach me. And um, Well, we eased her in. So mm-hmm. she really got to go out and do a lot of scouting uh, out west with us, looking for elk, looking for mule deer. Um, she She did our primary spotting. So really we just say look out the window and tell us where the deer are so we can then move on them because her eyes were a lot better than ours not gonna lie and then uh that's the thing with women anyways like they're they pay more attention their heartbeat is less their breathing is less the their eyesight is way better so what you're trying to say really bad no, well, no. no well, we, we, when it, when it comes to shooting, when, they just we have to work harder to be better than you. Is what it is. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, basically, uh, that was her get go, and then she actually pulled the coos deer tag. Um, well, I was what 2010, so it was my last year in the army. So 2010, she got a coos deer tag, and they went out and they hunted for a few days. I was away on training. And it, it didn't really work out. Um, the border crossing kind of made it tough at the time. Yeah, I think I saw more illegals um, than I did deer. And definitely Border Patrol was out. Saw a lot of Border Patrol up on the ridges and, and you know, watching and whatnot and through the ridges and whatnot. But so, yeah, it wasn't really the greatest first hunt. What, like to, what kind of style hunting is that? It was long range rifle. Yeah, um, she had a, a 300 Win Mag, mm-hmm. oh, and uh, she was practiced and proficient out to about 500. Wow. Mm-hmm. I went out with Stephen's brother and sister-in-law, and Stephen did get to come meet up with us after training for a day or I, two. Yeah, we and, went out for a day. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of glassing, um, and I liked that, you know, soaking up that morning sun, and we did see some mule deer. Um, P.S., she is a morning person, so <laughs> mornings are easy for her. Mm-hmm. We did see um, Santa Claus. No <laughs> Forgot <lie>. about that. <laughs> Here, why don't you get a little closer to the mic? Okay, sorry. <laughs> Here, tilt it up a little bit for us. Yeah, I got you. So we were glassing, and there was we did see actually a lot of other hunters on the ridges glassing as well. Let me just run this whole thing. He likes to interrupt me. <laughs> but we were glassing and no joke to the to the left of us i'm looking through the binos and i'm like no way like that's not what i've seen it's thanksgiving time too yeah and i'm looking again and i'm like nudge and see when i'm like dude there's a guy out there so just like santa claus <laughs> he looks in like the middle middle of the desert. Yeah, and yeah, in the middle, middle of the desert. Desert right off the Mexico. I guess that's border. you know his hunter orange was yeah, red. He was in like a Santa Claus outfit, sitting on a ridge with binos and a rifle, looking for deer. Yes. And he saw us. He, he saw waved. us. He waved, and I'm like, you know, and he was good nine thousand yards away, something like that. I got a funny story that reminds me a little bit of something about what you were just talking about. Okay, I this one time hunted with this guy who he wore a green, blue, and black poncho. In the tree. Um, we were actually hunting um, on some public land, and I had come down this trail, uh, and I was like, I look up in the tree, and it's like, it's not even like the tree was like kind of hidden, but the tree was just like in the middle of this grass pasture, and this dude with long hair um, is out there with this, this big like pincho. Uh, it was like, it was more like a, it was like, you know, like those like stoner carpet sweatshirts. 
You yes. ever seen what I'm talking about? Yeah, smoker's jacket. Yeah, smoker's jacket. But it was actually, it was just like, it was a blanket with a fucking hole in the middle of it. And the dude was just wearing it out in the middle of the field. And it was like teal green and like black. And yeah, so I've seen some crazy shit in the woods too. But yes. go ahead. And he, I think he came over the fucking border and he came all the way up here wearing his poncho. But go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. Was he a ninja? He was a ninja. He definitely was. Self, self-proclaimed, I hear. <laughs> yeah. so, so go on about the Santa Claus. <laughs> anyway, so, <laughs> yeah. Break it up. We saw Santa and uh, pretty much killed the hunt after that day because it was pretty much useless. Border Patrol and uh, all the crossers pretty much blew all the deer out of the area. We weren't seeing nothing. And then we moved to Virginia. Does that happen a lot, though, where, like, the the Border Patrol will actually mess up hunts on you or you'll see them a lot like because oh, yeah. they obviously like walk around patrolling and stuff well the biggest thing out there is actually the blackhawks the helicopters really so there was twice that we spotted muleys we had a, a couple of does no bucks spotted yet and we're watching them and a blackhawk could come over the ridge and blow them out wow and then the deer would go to the bottom well guess where all the mexicans were, were yeah. they're all down they the were bottom. all on the bottom so the deer blow out the other ways and before long, they're scattered to the wind. That's insane. It was interesting to be a first hunt. I mean, we were told to... Yeah, she chose the, um, the hardest hunt you can do in North America. <laughs> the coos deer. <laughs> the coos deer. It was interesting. I mean, we were told to, you know, at that time with the illegals, I'm sure it still is now, but, um, you know, if you see backpacks in the middle of nowhere, don't touch them. I'm sure somebody's got eyes on them. They call them mules, drug mules, you know, so... Um, if you see footprints, try to walk the other way. You know, if you see somebody, don't talk. Just, you know, back away. Ignore them and Ignore disappear. Them and, disappear. and I remember that first morning going out, you know, we park the truck and we're all getting ready and we start going out. His brother had scouted the area beforehand. He knew the, the unit better than we did. And so we went up this ridge and it was like an old mine shaft. And it was just like a sand bottom in between and uh you can see footprints running up it you know but we're like okay maybe some other hunters because there was other a lot of people out there and sure enough though there was this like mine shaft the door was in there all the footprints you know were going up into this mine shaft and doug my brother-in-law he just was like just keep going just keep going don't even stop don't talk just keep going and so we can finally get up on the ridge to glass you know and whatnot but so it was interesting i mean it was fun it was you know, your first experience and your adrenaline and you're excited and you don't know what to expect. And um, it was neat. And I think and that was Jerry's. I don't know if it was really her first time going out, but to have, I guess, another female hunter. Um, yeah. We all as couples went out together. So, so that's yeah. really cool. Yeah. She started off easy with long range rifle. Then we moved to Virginia and she picked up a bow. <laughs> so how's that? How's that been? I'll let you explain. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I mean, I, I've been wanting to look for something that I have to like work for, work hard again, you know, um, feel that success if you you do good. And I mean, pulling a trigger, you know, is easy and I'm not against, you know, gun hunting by any means. But um, I just have I like that drive that, that you have to work hard for it. Um, it's always you're always tuning your bow, you know, you're always having to work and make things sure are correct and you're on target and 
or you're testing different arrows or, you know, making different arrows and you're just always having to, to utilize the bow um, to become better. You always have to practice. And that is one thing I've always, I guess, grew up with with sports is constant practice. You know, you practice, you get better. Practice, you get better. And, I mean, guns, you just, I don't know. To me, guns, you really, you can go to the range and shoot a couple down range, which is fun. But it's just bow, I think, is... It gives you that push, I guess, to become better. That edge. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely there. It's That's cool. So have you, and and you've harvested with a gun before. Yes, I have. Just not I, the bow yet. Not the bow yet, no. No. <laughs> um, last year was my first, I'm going to say. Yeah, first year hunting Big with the year bow. hunting with the bow. I mean, I've hunted with the bow the year before um, at our hunt camp down south. Um, didn't see anything. I was fresh with it and just had no idea really what to expect. Just breaking the I ice. Was, of yeah. course. Absolutely. And it just doesn't come that easy. No. It's not no. you just go in that's the woods and shoot something. I get. What do you mean? That's what happens on TV. <laughs> well, of course. <laughs> that's, why I'm, that's why I was trying to have you like explain yes. that like it's, no. it's not an easy thing. Oh, no. It's not a, no. you know, it's something that you have to go through and, and it's a task, you know, and a lot well, of people. And, and learning about range, you mm-hmm. know, that you have to be the patient for them to come in and. It is much different than a rifle or a muzzleloader, and um, no, it's not easy. And, I, and 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 to like get to learn, you know, because a lot of people do give up in 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 doing so. Sometimes um, they don't want to put forth a lot of effort mm-hmm. into it, you know. So like for you to go through an entire season trying to be successful with it, and then it not working, you didn't give up. That you're still at it. So now you're two seasons in, and you're still at it. Damn. And you're probably going to shoot a buck that's bigger than most people have shot in their first 10 years of deer hunting. So <laughs> My fingers are crossed. <laughs> that is what we want. But, that's right. Um, I mean, he's nothing huge by any means, but for me, it's going to be He's as big moment, as anything on the wall. You know, yeah. and meat is meat for me right now. I'm, I'm not far into my um, archery, what do you want to say? Career. Career, Yeah. And so I'll take anything. I mean, we have a spike out there we've been seeing. We have does, you know. So I just want to get that first kill out of my way. I guess those jitterbugs and and tonight's you know. the night. Hey, yes, tonight's night the two, night. Michelle. Night two. Night two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and it's so. Not only did she just keep working and have a a blank first year, didn't see anything. Last year she had a rough year. Um, she nicked the blind on a shot and two times yes and skipped the arrow over the deer you know so she has had shot opportunities and missed and mm-hmm. had to go through that i'll be honest five times it was five misses and and then we realized she was shooting a pos bow that wouldn't hold a zero and we a had piece to, of shit bow yes well, oh i thought you said it, pse i'm sorry no, <laughs> same difference <laughs> all right <laughs> so we upgraded her we've got her shooting the uh the ember this year and she's she shoots She's as good singing. as I do. She's singing. So no, it was no excuse this year. Definitely, <laughs> definitely, all a learning experience last year. Um, trial and error, I guess, and the emotion of you, like you know, you think you got the the deer out there, and you see him jump, and you're like, yeah, I actually felt really good, you know, and then <laughs> a few minutes later, and waiting and waiting and. Um, you know, you go out because they ran away and 
I find my arrow and there's no blood and I'm like <laughs> bite my tongue and like, there's a couple times I'm not gonna lie I shed a tear just because of that frustration you know you you try you, you put your work into it and uh, your love and devotion <laughs> and it was like you know mystery I'm like son of a <laughs> and, just, and then Stephen comes out and you know and I would, not we would I'm, sit down every time and mm-hmm. we would rework the shot figure out what happened that's how we figured out she nicked the blind twice yeah. um you know just different things and she'd be like well here's what i was doing and then certain things with low light you know she didn't yes. have a clear picture of the pins um i just wanted it you know like i wanted it so bad and I was so excited. And even like this, the first deer I actually got to officially draw back on was a little spike. Well, actually one horn. Um, and I'm still going after him this year. And he's actually bigger and he has both both sides. But um, he's going to be. A, yeah, he was a, a beautiful one, deer. He was a one sided spike last year. Was, really? Yeah. 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 Had a nub mm-hmm. and a spike. Mm-hmm. And that's what he turned into this year. Wow. Could you imagine what that deer looks like in? Two years? Well, I know. You don't get got this year. <laughs> we'll try next year. Wow. <laughs> That's if we can keep the neighbors from popping him. I mean, that seems to happen down here with the, the mountain mutants. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, uh, we have heard shots, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that some deer have already dropped out of season. But, yep. you know, what do you do? When you're up in the middle of nowhere, there are not many more wardens around to really check on that. People aren't reporting it because they really don't care. It's not like we... Black for deer. Yeah, or don't hear gunfire. And it's legal to shoot around here. Mm -hmm. You know, so you never really know, but it wouldn't surprise me if someone takes a pop shot at him during archery season. It happens. It does. I mean, that's part of it. It is, sadly. It sucks. I mean, some of us are, you know, ethical hunters, and we don't don't do those things or condone those things, but people still do them. Mm -hmm. And we just kind of got to live with it. My mic's fucked up. All right, there we go. We're good. Sorry. <laughs> it's it's weird. It's weird because like we we haven't been face to face with anybody and had to podcast in a while. It's been yeah. since turkey True. season. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of weird to be like yeah. we got the computer going, the mixer board, the camera. I mean, it's just like it's a lot of shit going on. Yeah. It's different. A little different. It's definitely different. But it's worth it. So Michelle, why don't you tell us a little bit about your hunting career and where it started and why you've got into bow hunting and, and why shooting. You, why and why you haven't shot at Trev yet. Yep. Why don't you tell us a little <laughs> bit about that? Well, I don't really have a hunting career right now. Well, it started. Trying. You've been yeah. shooting for two years. Yes. A lot. Yep. You've gone through two bows. Yes. You want to shoot a deer. Yes. But what was the deal? Oh, there's a deal, deal here. Yeah. There's a deal. <laughs> I didn't know about a deal. Yes. I, didn't, I don't either. To so be when when she you. had started, when she had her first bow, she had a Parker, and uh, the deal was that she for for her to be able to go hunting, she had to shoot six arrows into a pie plate. So, and then she did that, and then ended up with another bow. Somehow, <laughs> well done. Getting, she said, "I need a new bow." So then Achieved. we got the ember. So she's been shooting the living daylights out of that, but just hasn't had the time to go out hunting until. This trip and then being able to go out and haunt. And All work and no play. Yeah. Shame, shame. Absolutely. Well, That's the story of my life. <laughs> well, she need, well to, to understand, like, you have to be efficient with the, with the bow and arrow. 
before you are able to go out and hunt. I'm not too bad with it. No, I'm not saying. That. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that at all. My shot she said six in a pie plate, right? Yours. That's right. <laughs> Was that the deal? Yeah. Well, now she shoots. She shoots 3D with us all the time and stuff like that. So she's had the experience, but still beginning to understand. But it's not like, I mean, you grew up around it. Your yes. grandfather hunted. My grandfather, and my uncles. They all hunted. Yep. But you just never really got into it until you met me. Right. Because I'm special. No? We all think that. <laughs> all right. Well, let's move that on. That face says it all. Let's move on. I'll just <laughs> smile. Move on. I'll move just on. smile. We're, we're moving on. So you're one hunt into your career. Yeah. Yep. So what was it? What went through your mind being in the blind? Like what, what, what was, was it a lot of anticipation? Was it? It was. It was just a lot of anticipation of when, when is the deer going to come? When are they going to come? And you, you sit there and you're staring and you're. You're not moving, but your eyes are, you know, scanning back and forth and trying to figure out where where is it going to be. And, you know, then all of a sudden you realize you're, you're sitting there so stiff because <laughs> you don't want to move that you, you bring yourself back to reality and adjust your eyes and kind of like give yourself a little movement. And then you do it all over again for another 15 minutes, 20 minutes of that anticipation. And honestly... I'll be honest, I thought we sat there for what, almost three hours, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I'm going to be sitting here for three hours. This is going to be long. It was not long at all. I honestly felt I was there for like <laughs> maybe an hour. Oh, that's good. I feel better. <laughs> <laughs> you know, even if it did feel like forever to me, uh, you know, just the just to be a part of it and to experience was something that was great for me you know but like i said just it was totally the anticipation just all of a sudden are you gonna see their head are you gonna see their their little tail wiggle you know like (laughs) what what flicker (laughs) right what are you gonna see first is the whole deer gonna come up or is it gonna be like crawl like walking slow crawl like what is it what what is it gonna do because you you've I mean, never seen that. No, because no. I've never been hunting with you. Yeah. Right. I remember like looking over and I'm thinking to myself like, and I'm kind of moving around and my chair is really uncomfortable and trying to even control my breath because it's obviously first day out for the season. And, and I remember thinking to myself, thinking, all right, when I was first sitting with Steven, <laughs> I was the same way. You know, that's something they tell you. Sit still. Don't move a lot. You know, you got to stay quiet, blah, blah, blah. We all know this. And I'm thinking I was so stiff at, because I was trying to abide by that, you know, right. trying to do well. I didn't want to ruin their hunt and or bust something if they, you know, because they can see us. Right. And um, so I remember just like looking over to Michelle and be like, take a deep breath. Just chill. I'm like, you can move a little bit easier in a blind than per se, you know, in a tree stand or out. And and um I remember, I'm like, it's okay to move. You know, we're good. Loosen up a little bit. And I could probably hear, like, okay, right. You know, I could see your body motion. And we'll, we'll and just say I was sitting up pretty straight yes. at the beginning. And let's just say I was pretty slouched by the end. <laughs> yeah. I think it always happens, though, especially like in the blind, because, you know, you have that limit, you know, to look, to right. look out. You have, a, you know, your windows. And, you know, in the last, like, minute of uh, daylight out there for us, I can still see. Not really blue skies, but like, you know, the last little, I'm like, man, but it's so dark and you're blind. Right. And I'm like, slouching too. And I'm like, okay, gotta, gotta sit up, get straight again. And 
<laughs> yep. It would have it would have been nice for you guys mm-hmm. to see a deer, but it would have been, and, and that's one thing we said. At least just you know, even a doe walk back out again, just so she can see it. I tried to share with her. Okay, you know, we have a a persimmon tree growing out there, and it's covered up, and trying to give her like an idea of size, you know, because it is your eyes are playing that perception game. And like how you'd mentioned, you thought the land actually was pretty, pretty level and actually kind of drops off after our field. And, um, you know, you think everything's moving as a deer and the birds are out there moving branches or weeds, you know. And so just trying to, I guess, show her that way. She kind of has somewhat of an idea of maybe what to expect. I mean, you really don't until you actually see it. But um, that or... You know, trying to maybe tell her this is kind of ideas of possibly where they might be coming out at or something. and Yeah, so you just stare at that spot. <laughs> you do. <laughs> yep, that more often than not. And then you, there's this little leaf that if you stare at it long enough, looks like a deer <laughs> body. Yep. And then you, you blink a couple times and you're like, nope, that's just a leaf. That's not a Same deer body. Thing. It's not really moving. <laughs> swear it's moving like this morning there was a, a doe on the the spot we were watching and i could i was watching i'm looking like where you look away and watch out of the peripheral and i was like there's a doe down there it's moving and the sun came up and there was no doe <laughs> but it, it's that point of time at day coming in and day going out everything looks like a deer Everything. And it looks like a big deer. Mm-hmm. Yes. Even that, the squirrels, that is for sure. The yeah. squirrels get bigger. Everything seems yep. to get bigger because your anticipation of this is going to happen. And you're just so jacked up about it. And you just want to see it. And Well, you know, you're nah. like with me now, I'm, I'm, I really try to get like in tune with, with hearing what's around me, my surroundings. You know, you get used to the different birds. And then you finally actually get relaxed if something hits the blind <laughs> or falls. We had, I think, something hit the blind. Yeah. And she kind of yep. looked I at was me like, like, what the hell was that? <laughs> Yep. <laughs> and, um, you know, then you finally, for me last year, during my experience, I finally got to hear for just really hear it when they blow, you know, like mm-hmm. to, to notify each other. Um, and I thought I heard it last night and I'm like, did you hear that? You know, like, <laughs> am I, or was it just me again? You know, like. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, you've been listening too hard when you can hear the leaves falling, when yep. they break off you, that click. And you watch it fall, you know you've been listening way too hard. <laughs> me, and, me and Steve had some fun though. We thought that there was things all around us the whole entire time. There, like, there was oh, something over there. There was stuff something. all over around us. I'm like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> we thought that we were waiting for him to come. In. We, we were after bears, and we were really hoping that bears were coming. And we had a ton of does on on camera, and you know, just we heard down low. I'm like, all right, they're coming. The last, the last like. 45 minutes was oh, insane because, yeah. like, you just hear it all around you. There was a turkey this morning. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just – we thought it was going to happen, and it, it just didn't. And big that's old great right. box slid in on us. That was really cool, man. Pretty that, big oh, box. He was gorgeous. And I, I just had that, like, oh, I should thwap his ass. Well, and it was right after that hen uh, was yelping because mm-hmm. I was like, dude, you hear that? There's a hen down there, and you're like, where? It's like right down there, and I could see its head popped. And I was like, that hen's coming out. That's a fox. And it was really cool to see. You especially know, they sound the same. Yeah, exactly. No, you don't hear the fox. <laughs> that fox was in and out twice, it, and you never... What does the fox say? <laughs> <laughs> I can go there. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, so I guess the real reason why we, we had you two on the podcast is we wanted to see your interpretation of what it is to deal with an outdoorsman throughout the seasons 
um, and like what you guys have to go through constantly when us outdoorsmen, because obviously we're very avid outdoorsmen, our lives revolve around the outdoors, whether it's hunting, whether it's fishing, uh, camping, hiking, um, the podcast now um, has become a very big part of our lives. Um, so kind of wanted to see kind of like what, what your thoughts were and like what you guys go through, um, throughout the hunting season, whether it's, you know, having to get up early, because obviously no matter how quiet we are, you obviously are still going to have to get up and you're up at the same time. Or when, you know, when we get home, we get home late in the dinners and, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's a different lifestyle for the wives too. It's not just us as hunters and outdoorsmen, so. So I guess we'll start with Kim. Like, what what are some of the things that? I, all right, let's talk about some of the negative things. So, what are the cons of of being married to an outdoorsman? What are your pet peeves? What drives you nuts during hunting season? Let's make it easy. <laughs> hmm, that's funny. I can tell you mine. Matters <laughs> <laughs> <Batters> up. <laughs> Having to wait to eat dinner because it's cold and it's eight thirty at night. And I'd rather eat dinner early and then relax. I might have to agree with that. Um, I always am like, hey, it's hot. Let's eat. Let's get done. You know, move on. Um, you miss it, whatever. But I don't know. We've been married now 13 years, and I've had to deal with this for 13 years. And <laughs> I've um, got her trained. <laughs> <laughs> when it you comes call it that? <laughs> <laughs> teach shit I'm pretty flexible I have to say and if she's hungry she'll text me and she goes where are you and I'll be like I'll be home in 45 she goes okay I'm eating I'm always trying to get an idea I guess of time and and obviously things can happen in 45 minutes you know and if so he'll let me know and whatever I mean we'll you know I can balance it out either I'll eat or he doesn't you know um but I don't know, pet peeves is kind of funny because I have a, I've, I'm different than Michelle. I have taken on the outdoors woman and. She can't complain because um, she does it too. Right. Yeah, you know, and I, I want to be involved actually majority of times. Um, I'm wanting to learn and, and be out there. And, but not every time, you know, hunting season comes around, I have that opportunity with work or, and he can go out with the guys, you know, have guy time and whatnot. And I don't always have to be there or whatnot, but, um, I'm pretty flexible. I really, I think I've always had been, um, do you want to comment on that? <laughs> I don't need to. Like I said, I got her trained. Yeah. <laughs> 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 It's his story. He'll tell it how he wants. <laughs> You're right? damn right. <laughs> no. Um. So 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 without you being involved, like at first. Well, no, because you started right away, right? I mean, I did. So like you know, in Arizona, we didn't have that much time of hunting. Just between him ending his military career, not getting um, drawn. Yeah, not getting drawn for Arizona. That's a um, huge thing. We out moved. There. You know, pain in the ass. It is. It's it's definitely different compared to, to out here in the East Coast. Um, and honestly, I think I really drawn to the hunting once we moved to Virginia. That's really, really it all started um, for me to be, like, involved all the time and, and learning. So, I don't know. It's I kind of debate I think back her, and forth. I, I'll say it for I think her biggest pet peeve is podcasting and hunting season. <laughs> because that's like five nights a week that I am not here. <laughs> Guaranteed. 
it makes it it does he's here but not here you know like so you know the setup and whatnot yeah i always have to think it's maybe the podcast right now sometimes (laughs) because you know now that covid all happened we're in separate you know i'm in the house and he's in the guest house or man cave and he has he has his office and i have my (laughs) office and you know he works out here eight hours and i'm in the house eight hours doing my stuff and then it's like podcast night and it's like another eight hours and (laughs) (laughs) and, um, you know and i think some of that is sometimes it gets old but it's his passion and I completely respect that. I just do my own thing. And again, I'll text him, hey, what's the, what time are you are you done? Or I'll be what's at the gym tonight. Like? What or, time do you think you'll yeah, be done? I'll be going to the gym or something. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, do my own thing. Um, so it is what it is. You know, I don't ever want to, I don't ever want to take that away from him or think that I'm in, was it encroaching or encroaching? Encroaching. And, um... I try to let him always have his time, his, you know, doing his own thing. The podcast is definitely y'all's own thing. Um, so, <laughs> I don't know. It really hasn't been such a negative thing in our lives and our marriage. So, Michelle, what is it for you? Because, like, when you started <laughs> with me, I was obviously outdoor, f- more of a fisherman. Because I had the whole... Because my whole life is revolved around it, right? So, like, fishing is four months of the year or five months a year then it goes into hunting then it's turkey hunting then it's this then it's that you know so it's like it's always something so what is it for you like what are the pros and cons for you (laughs) is this a bad idea (laughs) um let her rip well it's changed your it's obviously changed your life yes It, it it has but it hasn't i mean you do your thing you go fishing Okay, great. I go, I go, I don't, I don't. Most of the time, I'm working. My work schedule doesn't allow me to do the things that you get to do all the time. Right? <laughs> so, so, and, so, and we want that so bad. Right, you know. right. You know, I, I can't get up early even to go out hunting in the morning to then go to work or even get out of work early enough to go hunting in the afternoon. So, you know, my day revolves around... You getting up at three o'clock in the morning, whether it's to go to work for fishing, fishing for fun, or going hunting. Then my day starts. And then my day ends around 4.30. Whether you're home from fishing or hunting, but you're not home from hunting yet. (laughs) You know, so it's my duties, you know, the dogs, you know, make sure dinner's getting started or whatever it is. And then you get home and then my day's over <laughs> right. you know so the hunting and fishing is so what are your thoughts by like the end of the season because that, that's what i was gonna ask yeah. is how far into the season do you put up with it before you're just over it you know i don't think i've ever really given trevor a hard time about the season from beginning to end anyways no. i i think it's always if you know, it could be a Sunday and we're at home and he's like, you know, I think I'm going to go hunting. You know, it's not like, no, you have to stay home because I, I'm home or whatever. It's always like, OK, well, that's you know, that's fine. You know, I'm, I'm pretty easy going about it. I'm not like you mean you're not a if you get to go do that, I have to go get to go do this. No. OK. You agree? And they better be Agreed. thankful for that because I'm the same way. Yes. I mean, I mean, 
And, and I guess, you know, like we hear horror stories of guys that have wives that are different. Like, when are you going to be home? What is, you know, co- constantly nagging or if you can't go hunting because you got to do this. And I, I have some friends that, you know, like they have to have family time and they got to do this. And I get it. And that's that's the normal balance of life. And I guess me and Steven are very lucky to have wives that are very accepting of our lifestyle because it, it's not an easy lifestyle. We get it and we understand it. I mean, like w- when it's. You know, and we've obviously taken it to that next level now having a serious podcast because that that takes up a couple couple at least a couple <laughs> hours each night. You know, yeah. whether it's, you know, it's during the day or me bugging Steven about doing something because I come up with this fucking crazy erratic <laughs> idea or whatever the case may be. But or it's talking to people or communicating with people and, you know, it's it's social media and it's this and that. So it's kind of it's taken us to a whole nother level of of more time that we have to take out of it. You know, as Kim said, you know, some that it's the podcast that kind of can be, I don't know. She didn't say irritated, irritating, but I'll say irritating is, you know, the, not so much when you guys do the podcast, it's the stuff that leads up to the podcast and being on social media and, texting and calling on you're on a phone call i we could be straight in the middle of a conversation and you literally (laughs) don't even say anything and walk away those things are irritating to me because you know like i feel like we're conversing we're we're talking and then all of a sudden oh hold on i got a phone call it's not even hold on i have a phone call president right right instead of just letting our conversation finish within the next five minutes and then returning the phone call i'll say that's pretty much the only thing that um, bothers me about podcast land now. <laughs> if you asked me this about a year ago, I'd have a lot of different things to say. Yes. We've made it better for you. Yeah. Yes. It is, a, <laughs> it is a lot different. It's a lot better. A lot, stre- lot less, less stress. stressful. It is. Well, I have to, to kind of go off of what Trev is going, you know, that they are thankful that we are very flexible and easygoing and understanding and supportive. Um, I don't think we've ever bashed him for doing what they love. Oh, no, no, no. But we don't have children. You guys don't have children. I think that's another thing of families or wives. Well, I don't want to call them nagging wives because that's just, that's not, you know, there's a reason maybe behind the method of them getting upset. So if they had a family, maybe that would be a different story. You know, hey, you got kids to come to. Let's put them to bed together or, you know, um, whatever. But I think, you know, if you have a family, you got to work that out. Right. Um, And I think that might be where some of the women, the wives, might get a little frustrated in the hunting season. Well, if we had kids, Trevor wouldn't be out as much as he is. (laughs) And he's yeah, out would, every day. It would pretty be much. definitely different communication, <laughs> correct, uh, going on in the household and and whatnot. You know, um, they would have to balance. Yeah, I mean, just it's, as much, yeah, much as we would have well, to balance. That, that's like saying, <laughs> "What are you gonna?" You know, if I had a hundred and fifty inch buck coming in every day, you know, I would do this, <laughs> right? You know, but it's not reality. So, right, <laughs> right, it's not reality. So then you can be home. I mean, it's, 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 <laughs> so, just, let's Touché. put that in perspective. It's, it's just one of those things, though, I mean, like, I just, you know, everybody talks about this balance and this balance, and, and I, I get it and I understand it because there is a lot of balance. Like, so, like, for me, when it comes to hunting or fishing, like, if there's something that needs to be done, like a family, a family thing or something, I know that 
if Michelle is to ask to do that or wants to go and do something, then I have to say yes every single time. Because... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not All gonna right. lie, I've gone to a lot of family things. I'm glad, this is, I'm glad this is recording right now. <laughs> when, when, yep. but, but when, uh, well, it's different, okay? So when it happens in between <laughs> the 15th of October to about the 25th of November, all bets are off, okay? Oh, yeah. I don't give a fuck what's going on. The world could come to an end, it doesn't really matter. I'm in the tree stand, I don't really care what happens. But any other time, you, you have to make that commitment, I get it. And I just. For me, it's weird because, and obviously maybe you too, Stephen, is that we have different families at home. You know what I'm saying? Like compared to a lot of other people, like right. Kim was just saying, with kids and 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 big families and stuff. Like we've our lives have revolved around the outdoors since we were young kids. Right. I mean, I mean, my life since I was 21 months old, I fucking started fishing, and then I just when I got 12, I got a hunting license, but I had been around it my entire life. And it's just everything I've ever done my entire life revolved around hunting or fishing. And that's it. And I don't think I know anything other than that. Um, it's 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 caused a lot of problems when it comes to my life because <laughs> a lot of argument stress. Yeah. I mean no no, it's not how, really how that. about a nine to five, maybe. No. See that wouldn't happen. That wouldn't that's not me. That's not it's just it's weird, but it's not, you know. Um and I just to have wives that accept that and are part of that, it's it's definitely a, a, a godsend, I mean, to be honest. Because could you imagine a wife that was nagging and making you have to come home every single time? Like, Yeah, I could. She'd have been gone 12 years ago. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, that's the total truth. And, you know, it's it's not an easy thing. And I don't know how the girls deal with it because it's – but they've now made that part of their lifestyle. Well, see, what it is is they've just – They've gotten to the point they realize we're too stupid not to, so it's easier to just join us. (laughs) Right. Well, when it came comes to the family events, we've we've made a pact. I no longer go if I don't want to. If he doesn't go, pretty good pact. Pretty good pact. I like that. It is what it is. (laughs) Yeah, it is what it is. So what is it? So now, obviously, like me and Steven are traveling now more, like you know the hunting shows and so on and so forth. What is that like? Not, not having you know, with us traveling and stuff. <laughs> and obviously, it's going to be more. There's going to be more <laughs> yeah. of it, obviously. Well, she hates it, but not because she hates it. She hates that she's not with us. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> no, I because I, I again, I do like to be involved in uh, that experience and learn. I just want to absorb stuff and and. <laughs> <laughs> He's right. Yeah, because I got I to go to Harrisburg and you you didn't join. No, yeah. nope, I didn't. Yeah, she had to work. No, so back. <laughs> I I do get mad. Yeah, I get mad that I'm not there. Yeah, I'm jealous. I'm gonna admit it. I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna be out there. Which is a good thing. You know? Which is a good thing. But, and I, I, I I I totally understand that. And yeah, I get it. See, but the problem is that's like <laughs> that's a good thing though. That's a that's very, like very giving a bottle of liquor to an alcoholic. Right. <laughs> I get it. It's like yeah, here, let's do some I more. I want it. I want it. I want it. <laughs> Well, that's a good thing because, you know, I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting something (laughs) along the lines of it sucks because, you know, I'm home alone or, you know, or, you know. Home alone is awesome. That's what I was going to say. And (laughs) as we were just saying when the guys left this morning, we slept so good. (laughs) No, um, I'm used to being alone, as sad as that sounds. But 
um, with military life, oh, you true. know, and it's deployment. I mean, we had family yeah, our, and friends around, but so like my house was just me and the to dogs. To put it into know? perspective, the first three years we were married, we were together for equivalent of about Half six of months. That? I don't know, maybe a little more. Yeah. True. Very, you know, very true. Four days here every month mm-hmm. and gone the rest of the month and then deployments and then coming back, then going on 30 day trainings and 60 day trainings and. It, it actually came down to about six months of time together over three years. Wow. That's true. That's and I tough. just kept busy with my job. Um, with Through military life, I was coaching youth soccer and softball. And then, of course, once we moved back to Arizona, I was very, very involved in my work. It took up my life. Um, and, of course, family and friends. We had family and friends back home and did activities and dinners and whatnot. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm used to kind of being alone out here in Virginia. It's just us. All of our family is all back out west or um, Kansas, you know, mid, was it mid? Uh, Midwest. Midwest. And um, so I've had to either adapt. I've always had to adapt or find other hobbies. And that's where archery came into play. That's no, mm-hmm. absolutely. I, mm-hmm. I totally get it for sure. So, Stephen, what, what do you got to ask him? Because this was kind of like your idea, and I mean, like, I just want to make sure that we... They're, they're pretty well... They, they kind of turned it around on us, if That's you good. notice. Because I was like, I want to hear the gripes and complaints and uh, new wives be prepared for this and this and this. And they're going, oh, no, it's not that bad. We love doing it. Everything's great. We've, we've adjusted. <laughs> well, the good and... thing is now it's on audio and it's on video, so it, there's 100% proof. So down the road, when there's a problem, it goes, well, why don't we go back to episode Re- revert 40, back to episode uh, 55. 53. Oh, it's 53. 53. And uh, we'll... <laughs> See, you said it was okay right <laughs> there. It, yeah. Around uh, 48 minutes and 45 seconds. It was about right where you said that it was all right. Yeah. I, I guess I can finally come up with one thing that is very frustrating. Okay. Oh, great. <laughs> Want to hear this? When he buys new camo or When new... have I bought new? Okay, I, I bought the <laughs> hoodie. On. Yeah, no, not just the hoodie. There's a, been through the time, you know. She's not referring to and... camo. She's referring to the rest of the gear. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and I'm like, where's mine? <laughs> See. New camo, no. Um, I think just the surprise aspect of just he's always getting new gear without saying anything or something, <laughs> you know. But I mean, that's part. At of least it. you just it's... have to deal with that with hunting. <laughs> yeah. I have to deal with that with fishing. That's true, and yes, fishing, hunting. Yeah, yeah. that was May. May first comes, fishing poles, reels, <laughs> bait, boats, <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden. All through the season, you come home with new pliers, new boots. <laughs> knife sharpeners. I need knife this, sharpeners, but I need that knives. for that. Yes. <laughs> it just, well, this then, only works with that, so right. I've got to have yeah. this and that. So, so then, let me finish. <laughs> then August 1st comes. because I'd like, now, I'd like my time back. I'd like my time back. <laughs> August 1st comes, and then it's hunting season is on the brain. Mm-hmm. I need this. I need that. I'm going to need this. So... There's there's no break break here in our household twenty four seven. It's so. I guess you need that <laughs> I told shit. You that you right. The hole the hole in that He's seat eating. I've got worn out perfectly. I'm falling, I'm falling in this seat. Um, but it, it's important because you know that's what I do for a living. It's my job. I have to. Those are tools of the trade. Right. But let me add what Kim Kim did had a good point of. What did you get me? <laughs> you a get bow. plenty of shit. <laughs> 
I do have to say, I, I got my own nice fishing pole and reel last year, and I got a new bow this year. Right, and new camo and everything else. So you I do got the get camo it. last year. Yep. Well, you know what? You could spend your beautiful check on your own hunting gear also. I didn't think that's how that worked. Oh, <laughs> oh you want to get into the sport. I will tell you this, and for anybody who whose wives are getting into it or girlfriends are into hunting, there is nothing more <laughs> hard then to pack for a hunting trip, all of your shit and then all of their shit. So now you have you have double the work to get, bring all of their stuff triple, on a hunting triple. trip. Okay, he has we- three bags and I have one. <laughs> and a bag of regular clothes. He has three containers plus a regular bag right, and of that, clothes. That's why I was saying it, it's three times the work because we now have your stuff and we have twice as much shit as you. So it's three times the work. <laughs> Yeah. But let us go to a hotel or on a vacation, and I'm going to have an eighth of the crap. Right. But you have to make sure you have a no, chance. No, I, I do pack hunting, heavy. You know? I do pack heavy because I, I don't want yeah, to be cold, but I don't want to be hot. And I got to make sure I have what you need. All the right attire for <laughs> the I'm situation. Like, uh, we'll be gone for two weeks. I've got a duffel bag. We're good. Trevor will wear the same shirt and pants for the whole two weeks. Yeah. So will this yeah. character. Yeah. Okay. He What's might wrong? he might change his underwear every couple days, but who needs underwear? When they get that crust, you just take them off. <laughs> you turn them inside out. I mean, you can. It does work. I you have... do that with your socks too. That's the clean side. Well, no, I like to wear my socks until they're like stiff. Oh, uh, okay. okay. No, I'm I'm mad particular about my socks. My socks have to change every morning. Every I I'm weird about that. My socks definitely have to change constantly, but. So I guess something's fresh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ain't jazz, but your feet will smell good. Until deer season comes, I take four showers a day. Everything is set uh, crushed 75 yes. times a, a You're day. You're taking another shower? Yep. You haven't taken a shower in three days, and now you decide to take two in one day. That's, that's what hunting season's all about. So what are, what are, what are some of your guys' goals with, with getting into hunting? Um and, and starting this whole thing off in your whole adventure and your hunting career. What are kind of the goals that you've set for yourself? Um, obviously, you've obviously set them and you've come to the realization that this is what you want to do. This is a sport. This is a passion. Um, what are some of the goals that you've set for yourself? Well, obviously, right now is just to get that first kill with the bow. Like, that's my goal. Um, I've worked hard this year. I think even harder than I did last year with... I can um, fully say she's prepared to hunt this year. Yeah. With going out after work and shooting, shooting, shooting. Um, like we literally have the range set up to replicate the exact shots from the blind and her tree stand. Yeah, so. we do. I mean, we change things around, obviously, because we don't want to have it stagnant. But I do. I mean, he's he's helped me. He's pushed me in a positive way. And obviously, I want to... Reverting to last night's conversation. <laughs> <laughs> the deer for my first time. Um, but <laughs> um, it's just... That is my main... Honestly, my main goal right now is just to get that first kill with my bow. And then focus on... I want to I do more with understanding, like, obviously getting into the saddle. Because right now, we have, like, a tree stand for me for our setup. But for me to be able to go out into the woods um, and be more mobile and not have to worry about carrying everything in and setting it up, because Stephen usually had done that before um, I did anything. 
And so I that would be my next goal is to actually get comfortable with the saddle and be able to go out and do it myself. Um, <laughs> the easiest way to put it is, is she wants to be able to get in the truck after work and drive out to public and go in and find hot sign and climb up and hunt it. No help needed, no nothing, strictly off her own mind. I do. I think that's that's what I, really what I want. I want. I just want to be doing it on my own. She like, wants to make that call that you need to come drag this damn deer out for me. Damn. <laughs> that's I do. Good. I like it. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. I'd um, love to get that call. And I'd like to the... see that call. <laughs> She's getting there. I want that call. That's <laughs> it. But no, I think that those are my my two goals right now. I don't want to get too many out there. Um, you know, little achievements at a time. What's next? What's going to happen? That's a you pretty know, big I achieved, achievement. I achieved it. Well, it is, but I mean. That's the angle. Yeah. I do. I love it. How about you, Michelle? What are your goals since you started this? Just to get out there and, and see what it's really all about. And, you know, actually, whether I see something, whether I have a shot, whether I don't have a shot, just to go out there and. Just kind of understand what it. we go through. and Yes. I like it. That, that's, that's the start. Hey, no, it's a start, and then you got to start somewhere. You know, I'm not, you, do. you know, would it be great to get my first year? Yes, but I don't hold that expectation for my first year of hunting, to be honest with you. No, it, it's honest. And then that that's way, smart. when it does happen, it's going to mean that much more. Mm-hmm. Right. No, it is. It would be like me last year. You know, like I wanted it so freaking bad. Right. And would it, it, would, it would be awesome. It would be great. I would be really ecstatic. And, uh, but I just feel that it just being a first time hunter that you, you just need to be out there. And I, you know, I haven't, haven't done that except for with you last night, you know, yeah. it was the first time. So just getting out there and seeing what it is really all about. So from your guys's opinion, do you think it was better going out your first time with another female? Absolutely. So you recommend that to any first-time woman? Absolutely. Go out with another female? Yes, absolutely. Not your husband's? I mean, I, I can't I'm, say. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I've never been there. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm yeah. not. I'm not gonna say it would be. It was. It was probably better for for me. You know, because me me and Trev. You know, we. Uh, hey, you haven't shoulder punched him once during yeah, the show. You know, I'm impressed. I've been, I've been holding it back. No, I'm <laughs> you know, uh, him and I, you know, the little nitpick or the little, yep. you know, little jabs here and there, you know, especially when I'm trying to understand something or, you know, you not even necessarily ask a stupid question or a question, you know, sometimes his little pa- his patience with me is very thin sometimes. That, so. It's not just that's every married couple at a certain point. Right. Definitely. Right. You have those little ticks mm-hmm. and. I have to agree, and this we learned the hard way as well, that mm-hmm. it is very difficult for a experienced husband to take an inexperienced wife out after that right. line is crossed right. and you have that. Because, yeah, then you, you're comfortable just saying, hey, you did this wrong. Right, right. It's not like when you were dating, you're like, hold on, let me walk you through this. Right. The right. tone. Yeah. It's, it's the a tone. tone. Yeah. Right, it's the tone. And when you know you're trying to do it right and trying to understand and then you're you know you get that little attitude <laughs> of or snippety snap like, you're what like the hell are you doing ex- yeah it's you know yep. and it, it, really, it just I'm makes guilty. it i'll tell you right now i'm guilty it just it makes drive it drive you away from it though yeah it could drive somebody away from yes. it right. and that's instantly. that's what i'm getting at it just it makes just... it more stressful for somebody that's learning so mm-hmm. knowing of somebody who has 
some you know experience and going out with them and you know what maybe even going just with you Steven would have been different to them with going with Trevor I mean I'm you know but you know being woman to woman it was more you know understanding of each other and you know and Kim uh, had gone through that right yeah so Honestly, I think Many for my best times. for me, my best situation was to go with Kim. So, like I was telling Trev last night, we actually when we hunt most of the time, we don't hunt together. She's had her best hunts with other people mm-hmm. because then she's sitting there going, "You heard this dude's full of shit. I know better," mm-hmm. and they're not nitpicking at her, right? But they always tend to see the game. But if we sit together, we don't see nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so I seem to have that fucking problem with you too, Steven. I think it's just me, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, we're going to find out tonight because we're going to public and we're separating. I'm fucking being far away from you. New no, public. We've never put foot on it. Well, I fished on it, but never, never done anything on it. So we're just going to go up there, see if we can find some hot sign and get on it. Yeah. Super fun. fun. So I guess, I guess the last and final question that we ask everybody, and I know you guys have been waiting for this question. Well, at least Kim has. Michelle probably doesn't even know what this question is because she doesn't listen to podcasts because she doesn't give a shit about it. But the <laughs> that whole, is not uh, true. I know. I'm just that kidding. Is not true. I'm just kidding. I'm speaking just of, funny. speaking of. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I will ask you, Kim, what drives you outdoors? I've been waiting for this question. I know you have. I wasn't even going to ask it. I yeah. wasn't even going to ask it until you said something. So yep, I'm like I getting my it. hair ready. And I'm thinking, oh, they're going to ask me that question. Um, <laughs> and I was like, what's the question? <laughs> See, <laughs> like my point, guys. My point. <laughs> now, um, what drives me outdoors? <sighs> There's a lot of things that drive me outdoors. Um, I think the number one is just the solitude of to be still. Like, just take it all in, let everything rewind, um, you know, wind down for the day. Um, it's my time to just kind of be me. Um, I, you know, I love God. I focus on God. Um, I thank him for what he's given me in front of me, you know, even maybe a harvest. I don't know. It's just there's a lot of things, you know, in the nature, the beauty. I mean, a lot of things to just be still and just be appreciative of what's out there. You know, you're not in the hustle and bustle of everything and you're just quiet and you're by yourself. I, I do that all the time. Mm-hmm. I love it. Every time you come to Virginia, that's it. it's a lot of sitting and just being still. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know how that works, Kim, here in yes, Virginia. Yeah, so you too? Get, you too. I get, okay. I get why it's like that. <laughs> so, Michelle, what drives you outdoors? Or what, what, what is giving you the drive to want to be outdoors? I guess the question would be. Crickets, crickets, crickets. She's got to process it. She's she's, saying this politely. Like you stated, she's in that period (laughs) where she's developing that drive. Right. Right. So she's still trying to figure out why she wants to do it. Right. He's absolutely right. I mean, I can't (laughs) really tell you. That's what I just said. I just said I said It's one. because I said it, not oh, you. Okay. Right. It's so sound- Steven, why don't he- you ask all the fucking questions? <laughs> it sounded better from him. <laughs> it's that voice. Right. It's that, it's that, ra- jazz that voice. radio yes. voice. <laughs> the guy yeah. with the radio face. <laughs> right. I mean just to experience something that I've never experienced before and seeing you do it and the joy that it brings to you and then you know because you know one thing that we didn't really touch about touch on is 
do you help your husband process his deer when he gets at home? Ooh. Yes, actually, I do. Um, I've had to learn. Um, Stephen has taught me to, you know, process the deer. If that, if you want to go out hunting and you want to be involved, you got to do it all. And so, yes, we I've done it all. Time, whatever it takes, I actually find joy in it. Um, you know, gardening and, and canning, I just like to be always hands-on. Um, it, I know what I'm getting out of it. You know, I'm doing it for us. I know what we're feeding for our family. Um, so, yeah, any, any harvest, deer, um, turkeys, and fish, obviously, um, I'm full-on full involved. Yep. So my Trevor brought me to a butcher shop. Well, that's where it all started for us anyways. Yes. Um, <laughs> Packing meat. <laughs> Packing meat every day of the night yep. during so deer season. So my family had a processing butcher shop and we would process over 300 deer a year. And that was like that was our life. Uh, four nights a week. That's all we did was skin deer. Four nights a week. I think sometimes it was six. All right. So six days a week. Yeah. My voice is cracked. Um, we would actually, uh, process deer. So that's, you started and it was kind of like, that's where it all started. So when we started dating, it was like, all right, I got to go to the farm and work. So then that's, that's where the training started. Um, this is my life. This is what we do. We kill animals. We process deer. This is where it is, and then it's kind of taken off of there five, six years ago. And then you have Thanksgiving in the middle of deer season, so you have to process turkeys, too. Mm-hmm. We do 500 turkeys 500 a year. 500 turkeys a year. Oh, my. So it gets gets a little hectic in the processing part of it. So now, and, and even having the Euro shop now, and that, Michelle has to skin the deer heads. That's her job. So... Yes. The nastiest of all. <laughs> Does he pay you well? <laughs> she gets dinner. She's allowed to eat. <laughs> no. Union break. Yes, I do help process hours. the deer heads. I will not do eyeballs, tongues, or dejaw. I will remove the skin and meat, the excess meat. But other than that, no eyeballs or tongues for me. What about the brains? Uh, Trevor does that part. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he blasts them out. Yeah, I so. That was one thing I'm like, and not that I get, like I said, I don't get grossed out with like blood and guts and stuff. I just, I, I actually kind of like scrambled it. brains in a bag. But like the right. brains or like seeing the eyes, that just kind of, I do kind of, mm, you know, turn the lip, I guess. Like that's not, I don't know if I can really do that yet, but. I mean, on top of it all, I do deal with the Euro stuff too when he's not home. You know, the beetles still have to be fed. They still need to be taken care of. So, you know, you got to keep them warm and got to keep the moisture down and you got to move heads and or people dropping off heads that look like they have penicillin growing on them. (laughs) And it's you got to sit there and listen to their hunting story for a half hour, which is great. All and good. Believe me, I, I very, you know, I listen to them all, but. You know, I do handle a lot of that stuff when Trev's not around either. That's what we need. We need more of that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Kim, you had a crazy story. We were in Iowa and your (laughs) Tom got sick. And uh, (laughs) so we have some uh, uh, turkeys Uh, at the time. I think we had like two or three of them and chickens, obviously. But um, 
it was time for good old Tom to be put down and he had went in to go, you know, put him back onto the coop and I'm yep out there by myself and Tom just didn't look like himself and we had already discussed of it's time to, to butcher him and they are meat birds and that's the reason why we have raised them and um, it just came a lot sooner and very <laughs> unexpected in the timing and Tom Tom didn't look good. He wasn't getting up or anything and I was like, you know, and it was supposed to get very cold that night. Um, my concern was he would die actually overnight in the coop and freeze and then I would have to just it, he'd be all wasted. And obviously you put that time and and money and uh, effort into raising them for meat. So <laughs> and and I have not officially gutted an yeah, animal had to clean a turkey by yet. myself. Or, or by myself. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've seen you guys do the turkeys with the vets um, and whatnot, and, of course, your own. But watching is obviously different than doing. So I'm calling Steven. You guys are up in the Iowa and at the Deer Classic show mm-hmm. or something. And I'm kind of panicked, actually, thinking it's, it's midnight. I don't know, 9 o'clock midnight. I don't remember. It was dark. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh. Okay, I know I have to butcher him. I want to do it, obviously, in the most humane way as possible, quick, you know. Um, I'm like, okay, I've always watched shows of how to do it. You know, hang him upside down, slice the neck maybe. It actually calms the bird, and it's quicker for them to pass away. So um, I'm thinking, okay, what what do I do? All right, 22. (laughs) That was the first thing that came into my mind. Grab that 22 and just pop him, right? And, And... I, I'm talking to Steven and I'm like, oh, geez, it's really, it's dark. I, we have a, a scope, but yeah, on the little 22 and I'm thinking, okay, I can like spotlight him cause I want him, shoot him one and done, you know? And <laughs> so I'm out there and I'm like, okay, Tom, I'm so sorry. I have to do it this way. And I'm like trying to get the spotlight on him and I get the gun and I missed with the 22 because he was so close. Like, well, I didn't, I'm going to say missed. I nicked his, um, like the little skin on the end of his <laughs> neck. Right. And I'm like, mm, whoops, son of a gun. And I'm like, I can't do this again. Like I, he was already, you know, he's like, this sounds really bad. You guys, if anybody's listening and I'm sorry, but, you know, he's on the ground and he's just slowly like bleeding out. And I'm like, this is not this is not right. This is not what I wanted. I'm calling Steven like panic mode. What do I do? You know, and he's like, step on the head and kind of stretch yank him it, out, stretch him out and break the neck. And, I, <laughs> and this is a, a 38 pound bird. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's huge. He's and he's heavy. He's so big. And I'm trying that, and I'm not succeeding by any means. And I'm causing more pain to Tom, and I'm just, and I started crying because I'm like, this is not what I want. I felt so bad for the bird. And I finally just grabbed his um, knife set, and I went out there, and I just finally closed my eyes and, you know, cut his neck and... He finally was able to just bleed out quick and be done. Um, watched a YouTube video <laughs> real fast on how, where to cut him up and what to do. And I knew, of course, you know, to pull the feathers back and and move forward with cutting out the breast. But 
Um, yeah, that was not what I wanted for my first time experience to <laughs> my own bird, I guess. And nonetheless, it would not matter if it was my own or wildlife, but um, not what I wanted by any means. Not my. Yeah, but you did it. I ha- I had to. I mean, he right. was already injured from my air, and um, it was not to me. It was like not a humane way of the, the whole process of ending my bird's life. I felt really bad, but um, now I know. <laughs> She'd been educated. <laughs> Just wait till daylight. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Just wait till day. Yeah, if he if he freeze, he freeze though. Um. Yeah, but yeah, just, she she got through it. And she did. called us and she said, "It's done. I've got it. I've got the meat. We're okay." And they were yes, each fourteen pound breast. They were huge. They filled up my whole sink like one breast did. And Tom has provided us with good turkey meat, so that's why we raise them. That's what it's all about. Yeah, that's why we hunt. That's why we fish. That's why we. That's why I prefer is. to shoot it my is. turkeys in the face. With a shotgun. <laughs> well, I, you know, we have a few neighbors around because I thought about the shotgun. But it's so, it's nighttime. I'm like, my luck, I'm going to get like a call and somebody's going to come up, you know, game police or whatever. You know, who's, you've have got you a seen shotgun. where we live? It's Virginia. You can do whatever it you is. want. And I know it probably wouldn't have happened. I mean, I really, but those thoughts do cross through my mind of trying to be cautious and be aware and you're not a hundred yards within a church so you'll be all right around here (laughs) that's true true. so easy enough i probably got caught like spotlighting and shooting the animal i don't know like some (laughs) stupid thing right of course it's mine (laughs) (laughs) he was gonna die tonight crazy Um, well what do you think trev mm. you about ready to hit some public start packing up and Go get this public thing rolling. I think so. All right. Well, girls, thanks for joining us. It, it was a, a push. We know you guys didn't really want to, but. You should have seen them when they were getting ready. When we told them that they had to be on the podcast, they were, like, taking showers, putting on makeup, because we had to do video and audio, and now we can't get them to sh- stop talking. <laughs> so I think we should cut them off now, and we can get back to doing what we need to do. Yeah, we'll go with that story. <laughs> we do have to look good for you guys. <laughs> I'm glad you still feel that Thank way. Thank you. Because <laughs> apparently we don't. We don't care. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, thanks for joining us. Hope you guys enjoy uh, the rest of your time here, and good luck tonight. Thank you. And uh, we expect to get that call of come drag my deer out. So. We would have it skinned and ready to go. Exactly. Yep. I'll w- let her gut it. I'll help her skin. <laughs> I'm all for it. I hope that's the case. Less work. We will have us. our own story, right? Yep. Cool. And then you have your own podcast too. How's that? Just another episode, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. That's what I meant. Fair enough. All right. Well, let's wrap this thing up for everyone out there listening, everyone out there watching. Greatly appreciate you guys joining us. Uh, It's been a fun conversation, and I believe it's the first of its kind. So hope you guys enjoyed. Share it around. Let first-time wives and even seasoned wives take a look and see what some of our antics are. And uh, make sure to like, subscribe, share. Follow. Hit the notification. Do some shit. All that extra stuff. And uh, I will say um, that follow and subscribe will play a very big part very soon for something very big coming up so for sure we will let you guys know as that comes down and in the meantime
Thanks for taking the ride right here on, on the, the Outdoor, Outdoor Drive. Drive.